Today in Understanding Immigration, Title 42. And we have the Biden administration who is pushing this goal of 70% vaccinated, but at the same time, he's dragging his statistics down by bringing in, allowing individuals to come to the United States who, one, aren't supposed to be here in the first place. They don't have lawful authorization. They're not vaccinated. They're coming from COVID hotspots. They're not quarantining. And then they're just being released into society with no regard given to what kind of impact public health or otherwise they will have on the communities that they go to. Both are put in place to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. They're not permanent measures. It's until our country, the rest of the world gets better control of the disease. We can't remove Title 42 from the border just because, you know, a few illegal aliens aren't getting into the country fast enough. Coming to you from Washington, D.C., you are now listening to FAIR's Understanding Immigration Podcast. All right. Welcome back to another episode of FAIR's Understanding Immigration Podcast. This is Spencer Rayleigh, FAIR's Director of Research, and I'm joined today by Matthew Tregesser from our comms team and Preston Hennekins from our lobbying department. You're probably hearing a lot about Title 42 in the news right now, but what is it exactly? How does it impact our border? Is it helpful? And why do so many people seem to want to see it end if it is so helpful? Really, in short, Title 42 allows the federal government to quickly remove those migrants who pose a health risk to the general population in the United States. But, like most other government policies, there's a lot more to it than that. So, Matthew, I want to start with you here. Can you tell us how Title 42 came to be used for removing migrants who pose a public health risk, and why is it important? Thanks, Spencer. So there's two main things to know here. There's Title 42 of the U.S. Code, which is a massive U.S. Code dealing with really a lot of different areas, including public health, uh, social welfare, and even civil rights statutes. But what we're talking about today is Section 265 of Title 42, which, as you mentioned, allows the federal government to quickly remove migrants who have crossed unlawfully. Now, the Trump administration implemented this in March of 2020, so about a year and a half ago, to help mitigate the spread of COVID-19. And this has been rarely used in previous years. In fact, the last time this was actually used somewhat was in 1944. Now, Section 265 of Title 42 permits the director of the CDC to prohibit the introduction of individuals into the U.S. when the director believes that, quote, there is serious danger of the introduction of a communicable disease into the U.S., so this allows customs officers, you know, which often includes many in CBP, Customs and Border Protection, to quickly remove migrants and also to implement this order on behalf of the CDC. Now, the current order does not apply to obviously U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, their spouses, their children, um, but it's mainly applied to those who are crossing unlawfully. Again, that's been a huge problem in the past few years, obviously a big problem now. And the idea is, well, if, if this order is implemented, then people who cross unlawfully aren't going to be processed, you know, placed in detention, released into communities, which is happening under the Biden administration. They're quickly removed in a matter of hours sometimes, mm -hmm. which you know, prevents the spread of COVID-19 in our country. Now, it has been really effective since October, the beginning of the fiscal year. More than 750,000 individuals have been removed. Now, this number, you know, looks pretty good on paper, but it's actually kind of low because the Biden administration has not been fully enforcing it to everyone who's crossing the southern border. There's, it's been mainly applying it to single adults rather than most unaccompanied minors, family units. So this number could potentially even be higher if it was fully enforcing it, uh, but it's only doing it somewhat right now. Now, 
in the past few months or so, the administration has indicated it's going to remove or lift Title 42, which would be obviously a catastrophic mistake. We're still, you know, in a global pandemic and you right. know, we have tens of thousands of people crossing over the southern border daily. Now, I'm sure we'll talk about this later in the episode, but obviously there's been a lot of scrutiny over the order. Um, in fact, the ACLU in November of 2020, they actually won a preliminary injunction um, in a class action lawsuit on behalf of a, a ton of unaccompanied minors. But then a few months later in January, a federal appeals court, the DC Court of Appeals, stayed the injunction. So it allowed uh, CBP and immigration authorities to permit the expulsion of these unaccompanied minors um, while the case was still being litigated. Mm -hmm. So again, it's, it's worked really well. You know, hundreds of thousands of people have been removed under the order in just about a year. Um, and the alternative is, you know, you have people who are coming from hotspot regions from around the world with low vaccination rates, you know, being apprehended and then released into the interior of the country, bust, flown to wherever they want, basically. Mm -hmm. And that creates a lot of problems. So that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And It'll be interesting to see if the Biden administration uh, lifts this in, in the coming days. Yeah, right. Clearly, using Title 42 to keep migrants from bringing COVID to the United States was and has been effective so far. Uh, and it's, again, clearly in line with the intent of the broader statute. It's pretty plainly laid out in that statute what you know the director of CDC can and cannot do. And they've been staying within that statute. So it kind of it kind of boggles my mind at times to see groups like the ACLU suing to end the usage of that statute, trying to, and they know it's not, but they're trying to claim that it violates some sort of constitutional right or some sort of other statute. But I also find it interesting that they're not doing that with other forms of legal immigration. You know, if a uh, uh, if you want to just create the scenario, you could have a uh, an unaccompanied minor come to the border who holds a green card or something. They'd be turned, you know, there's a good chance that some of them would be turned away right now because we see all these other restrictions on lawful immigration, especially if you hold uh, certain types of visas. Because you don't see the ACLU trying to sue to prevent them, from, you know, to, to allow them to come into the country. They're specifically trying to empower illegal aliens, and it really makes no sense to me. As you mentioned, the Biden administration continues to discuss ending Title 42's involvement in immigration enforcement. And so I want to jump into that just a little bit more. So maybe, Preston, could you tell us more about what their plans are? Are they actually going to carry through with it? And where will that leave us if they're successful? Right. So they have really been seesawing on this issue because early on in the administration, they removed, for instance, the Remain in Mexico policy. They removed the asylum agreements that were struck with the Northern Triangle countries. So they pretty much got rid of everything that the Trump administration had done except for Title 42. That mm -hmm. is the really the only immigration it's not really enforcement because it can only be used right. in times of really national emergencies regarding health, which I think everyone can agree COVID is. Mm -hmm. And so they haven't gotten rid of that yet. And early on, they discussed, oh, we're going to wind it down in the summer. Hope, you know, vaccinations were rising, cases were falling. Mm -hmm. But now with new variants, with the Delta variant, they're coming back up. And so there's really an impasse within the Biden administration. There are officials who are saying we cannot, for, for health reasons, saying we cannot get rid of this. We have to keep this in place. 
while there are others who are saying, no, this is, you know, a real, this is terrible and it's keeping migrants out of the United States and all these other, you know, kind of crazy ideas. Um, and even within DHS, there are officials who acknowledge that outside of COVID, the, the crisis at the border, because there are so many people coming, that really the only tool we have to keep it from becoming a disaster is Title 42, because mm -hmm. for the vast majority of people that are not in family units and that are not unaccompanied alien minors, they're being turned away. Um, single adults are, for the most part, being turned away only because of Title 42. And so, um, Matthew, you brought up a great point regarding the lawsuit, Poe versus Mayorkas, that the ACLU has brought against the Biden administration. And intriguingly, the Biden administration is negotiating with the ACLU <laughs> to, to, to avoid um, going further into, the litig into litigation, into this court case. And the, the complaint from the ACLU is actually pretty incredible, and I want to <laughs> read it um, to get kind of y'all's ideas on it. The complaint alleges that the Title 42 rule exploits a public health crisis to further President Trump's and again, this is Poe versus Mayorkas. <laughs> this was, yeah, Trump. This is again, that's all that's all, Trump. They, that's all they care about <laughs> is exploiting a public health crisis to further President Trump's plan to destroy the asylum system, part of a broader anti-immigrant agenda fueled by Trump's racial animus towards Central Americans and people of color. This animus is clear from the many documented instances in which Trump, while in office, openly wished for policies that would inflict harm upon people seeking asylum at the southern border of the United States. Can I just jump in here for a minute? You know, I, I was just, we just released a study uh, covering statistics from the Trump administration. In 2019, in 2020, uh, primarily most of this was covered in 2019, the Trump administration, despite enacting MPP, the Migrant Protection Protocols, uh, admitted more asylum seekers into the United States, yep. granted more cases of asylum than any year in the 21st century. That's more than any year during the Obama administration, more than any year during the Bush administration, more than any year in the final year of the Clinton administration, and any time so far and on pace to be more than 2021 under the Biden administration. So this is really a ridiculous claim that they're making here. And I would counter by saying that it's the ACLU trying to downplay the seriousness of a public health crisis in order to further their agenda, which is open borders. Bring in as many illegal aliens, as many lawful migrants, as many people as you can into the United States to change the social fabric of this nation. And I think that's, it, it's really despicable. But at the same time, it's kind of brilliant because they know that the Biden administration is terrified about Trump comparisons. The entirety of their strategy so far has been, as we've said before, orange man bad. <laughs> if Trump did it, we won't do it. So basically what the ACLU- Even when it worked. Exactly, even <laughs> yeah. when it worked. And basically what the ACLU is saying here is, oh, look, you look like Trump. You look like Trump. We're going to tell the world that you're doing what Trump did in order to get their way because they know that if history is any indication, 
the Biden administration is going to freeze and cancel a fantastic policy that protects Americans, that secures our border, and that keeps illegal aliens from coming into this country simply because they don't want to look like Trump. And, and if you think about it, Title 42 is in line with the other travel restrictions that are in place during this pandemic. I exactly. Mean, the White House just a few days ago announcing that they're still placing the, the air travel restrictions on the UK, most of Europe, China, India, Brazil. I mean, no one's criticizing any of that. And now it's somehow it's seen as different than Title 42. And I think it's both are put in place to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. They're not permanent measures. It's until our country, the rest of the world gets better control of the disease. Right. And honestly, it's it's a double standard. You know, the border is still closed, like you mentioned, to most lawful migrants and visitors. So why should illegal aliens get a free pass? Sorry, Preston, I cut you off to make that point. No, not at all. It's a great point and it needs to be made. And I think going back to what you were saying about the Biden administration being so terrified of being compared to the Trump administration, that is why they are negotiating with a with, the ACLU is a nonprofit organization. You know, it's really no different than any other lobbying group in the United States. And the Biden administration is negotiating with them rather than even try to defend this in court, which is bizarre because there are people within political appointees within Biden's DHS have have come out and said, we cannot end this. We do not have the resources to deal with this surge going on at the border if we do not have Title 42. And it's, it's, again, it's, it's very, I think, revealing, like you had said and like Matthew had said, about the the state of the Biden administration when it comes to immigration. They are really just flying by the seat of their pants. They're doing anything they can to avoid being compared to Trump, even though the Trump policies worked. And they, they in, the, the policies that Trump put in place ended the 2019 crisis. When Biden removed those policies, he created the 2021 exactly. crisis. Exactly. And I think what's most concerning to me here is where that's going to leave us. Because like you mentioned, Title 42, I mean, we can't even say, you know, it, it keeps us from being, I, I don't even know how to put it, because we're already in a crisis right now. It, it just keeps it from becoming that much worse, it, it, I it guess. It keeps it from becoming a disaster. A disaster, really. yeah, yeah. That's probably a better way to put it. It keeps it from becoming a, a disaster because right now we just saw in the news in the last couple of days it was discovered that you know, the Biden administration has released 50,000 migrants into the United States without even a court date. Like They cannot process the illegal aliens coming across the border right now. So if you remove Title 42... You're talking tens of thousands of more individuals that are probably going to be released into the United States without a court date, without even quarantining for the required amount of time, and really without any indication, any knowledge of who they are. So it's going to be a disaster from every standpoint. It is going to cause COVID cases to increase in a time when we're already seeing them spike across the United States. You know, we Again, in the news, all the White House is starting to require individuals and are considering requiring all federal workers to wear a mask if they aren't vaccinated. Uh, Matthew, you you were telling us the other day about a uh, a report you saw showing that as many as thirty percent of these migrants are saying we're not going to take a vaccine, and a lot of most of those coming here right now are not vaccinated. So you know we have the Biden administration who is pushing this goal of 70% vaccinated, but at the same time, he's dragging his statistics down 
by bringing in, allowing individuals to come to the United States who, one, aren't supposed to be here in the first place. They don't have lawful authorization. They're not vaccinated. They're coming from COVID hotspots. They're not quarantining. And then they're just being released into society with no regard given to what kind of impact, public health or otherwise, they will have on the communities that they go to. There's also a national security component to this, too, because if you think about it, CBP, Border Patrol agents are basically given no funding and resources. But if they were to contract COVID and they have to quarantine, can't be on the front lines anymore, I mean, that's less manpower to help with the humanitarian needs of uh, migrants, you know, to apprehend Mm -hmm. dangerous criminal illegal aliens. I mean, and that's one thing I I think we talk about, you know, what's going to happen in the interior with, you know, transporting migrants, busing, flying, and how they're going to affect you know, Americans in the interior, but also let's not forget the, the men and women who are on the front lines there. If they get sick, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they can't work and that's going to blow up in the borders even more. Yeah. And, and we've seen even during the Trump administration when apprehensions were at 400,000, not you know, per month, you know, or 400,000 in a whole year, not, you know, over a million uh, we were hearing stories about Border Patrol short-staffed. And they were. We needed more Border Patrol to secure you know, our, our southern border. And now we've seen hiring go down. We've seen some quit because this isn't what they signed up for. They didn't sign up to be what some are calling the welcome committee, you know, border, you know, border welcome exactly. patrol. Yeah. Yeah, welcome patrol. And so, yeah, we're, we're risking making an already uh, – thin resource, even thinner, and again, putting American lives at risk. So Preston, let me go back to you one more time. Is there anything that can be done to preserve Title 42 if the administration decides to end it, or anything else that maybe Congress or you know others can do in order to ensure that we have some semblance of uh, border security? Yeah, the way that Title 42 is currently written, it leaves a lot of deference to the administration and to the executive branch. But there is, you know, conceivably, there is something Congress could do. There is a bill out there, um, H.R. 471, the Pause Act, which was introduced by Representative Yvette Harrell from New Mexico, uh, which would bar the Secretary of Health and Human Services from removing Title 42 at the border until three criteria are met. Um, first, that the national public health emergency for COVID-19 is ended. Uh, second, that the, any state-level public health emergencies for COVID-19 are ended. And then third and finally, that the director of the CDC reduces the traveler health risks to level, level one for Mexico and Canada. Um, and I think those are three pretty standard criteria. I think mm-hmm. until we've met those, th- how, can you just, how can you justify removing Title 42 at the border exactly. with, with cases surging, with the new Delta variant, with you know, COVID is not going away, and we can't remove the Title 42 from the border just because, you know, a few illegal aliens aren't getting into the country fast enough. I think that's ridiculous. And I think that Representative Harrell has introduced a great bill. It has over 60 co-sponsors in the House. Um, but again, unfortunately, because Republicans do not control the House of Representatives, this bill isn't going to go anywhere. Democrats have no interest in moving this through the House. But I think that is really a great template. Uh, if there are any Democrats out there that want to operate with common sense uh, during these times, that is a great template to bring up. And it would be um, fantastic for someone uh, on the Democratic side of the House to, to co-sponsor this and bring this up with Representative Harrell. 
Well, you know what to do, everyone. Pressure your congressman. You know, call them, especially if you if your congressman is one of these uh, you know these swing moderates, someone whose seat is at risk of being lost in 2022, or someone who has maybe shown a shred of competence in the past on COVID-19 and on border security. Uh, because at this point, it seems like it's the only thing we can do to preserve it. You know, make your voice known. We've we've seen we've seen the Biden administration balk a little bit on this and some other issues simply because they've seen their numbers in the tank when it comes to immigration. So you know, that's that's where a lot of the power is right now is in uh, you know letting Congress know what you think, being vocal about uh, about your concern on these issues. Well, I think that's all we got for y'all today. I hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and perhaps learned something new about this important effort to keep immigration lawbreakers from bringing COVID-19 into this country. As a reminder, we are still releasing new episodes every other Monday. And for any new listeners to this podcast, we appreciate you listening and invite you to check out our series on your favorite platforms, such as Google, Apple, and Spotify, and see what other topics we've discussed that may interest you. We have more than 35 episodes that cover important topics that impact your daily lives, so there's a lot of content for you to listen to. Also, I'd like to invite you to check out all the other content that FAIR has to offer, so please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and visit our website, www.fairus.org. We hope each and every one of you are continuing to stay safe and sound, and until next time, this has been Understanding Immigration, presented by FAIR.